is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we're fortunate to be joined right now by man in Fort Worth getting ready to do a basketball game, Brendan Manzer, um, who I remember seeing a lot on those studio shows. Has always been great during the Big 12 tournament and uh, also former Oklahoma State player. Uh, Brendan, it's great to have you on the Matt Mosley Show. And then uh, it's been fun seeing you with uh, Ted Emmerich, who uh, I'm a big fan of and, and uh, used, to, uh, used to do a little radio with back in the day. Matt, no, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I didn't realize that until uh, Ted and I started talking this morning. And uh, so I guess, are you who I blame for him talking so much during our broadcast? Yeah, it's because we didn't let him talk enough <laughs> back in the day. And uh, uh, Ted, Ted and I, we were, we were once in one of the smaller radio studios ever constructed down at the American Airlines Center, and there were three of us in the tiniest room. They were getting our palatial studio ready to go but we were basically put like uh, in a broom yeah. closet and it was too nobody wants to be in that close proximity at least to me and so uh but ted was great and he we knew he was destined for great things and uh i really like that they've kind of kept you all together and and uh, i'm always uh, uh i'm always excited i wish you guys were on more baylor games um uh, is really what I've what I've uh, I would like to. I used to be at ESPN.com, but uh, they don't always take my request. But uh, tonight you were in Fort Worth. Now was uh, was Coach Huggins? I understand y'all talked to him earlier today. Uh, was he in a a huggy type mood? The team is obviously not having the kind of season he was hoping for. What uh, what uh, what kind of mood was Coach Huggins in? Uh, yeah, he, he was great. You know. Um... Do, doing this for so long, Matt. I, you know, I've been around him for years, and he's, uh, you know, obviously he doesn't love that uh, they've had trouble scoring, um, you know, finishing games. And as you know, in this league, th- there's so many things w- within a game itself, particularly the second half, that are really magnified that they've struggled that they have struggled with. Um, but no, he, he, I mean, he was great. I mean, he's taken in stride. I think that he knows, you know, he likes his team. That they continue to play really hard, which you expect his teams to do. Uh, he's, he certainly hasn't lost them. They, they feel like, you know, their backs are obviously against the wall. I mean, it, it, it'd be a lot to ask, but the games in front of them are all manageable. They, they have Tech, um, Baylor, and Kansas out of the way. Um, and obviously the rest of the league is really good, so, so it's, it's relative. But, but those three teams are, are the best teams in the league. And uh, he, uh, you know, as, as he talked about today, the first time since he's been at West Virginia that they haven't had a guy to throw it into, you know, and most recently, if you think like of, of a Devin Williams or uh, even a Derek Culver, you know, it makes a big difference when you can throw it inside and, and put pressure on um, defenses, whether it's an All-American or not in there. And they don't have that. And it, they don't have, you know, the point guard play uh, is, is basically combos you know, collectively trying to make it happen. So there's limitations there, but uh, no, he was, he was great. I mean, he, uh, he was giving us a hard time, which means he was uh, in uh, positive spirits. <laughs> so he's always great. Yeah. Yeah. What a, I mean, he can come across just by the way he looks as uh, pretty intimidating. Uh, did you happen to see the guy in the Baylor crowd this year who was his doppelganger? The, uh, I, there was some, there was a, just a fan who lives there in Waco, local businessman, 
and his hair and everything, and even to the like the chain he was wearing and the kind of the open collared shirt uh, showing his chest a little bit. I mean, it was it was a, a dead ringer for Coach Huggins. I don't know if you got to see any of that. I did not see that. And so was, was this on purpose? <laughs> no, no, no. This guy, he, he, he got a kick out of it. He, it's just how this guy dresses and looks, uh, and he's about it. the same age, maybe a little bit younger than Huggy. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we got it. Ted's a big social media guy. He's always uh, putting selfies of himself on Instagram. Tell him to show you that. He can find it real quickly. But, uh, yeah, no, but yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, no, yeah. Hey, I tell you, Coach Chuck is when Ted and I talked about this, we had lunch a little while ago. But uh, you know, th- th- we're lucky in this league. There's not a coach in this league that's not gracious. Now, a lot of different personalities, right? In uh, mm-hmm. different um, ways they go about uh, coaching their teams, different styles, etc. But everybody's great. But you know, I'd be lying if I, I didn't say that he's one. Of, he's one of my favorites, and uh, just I always enjoy being around him. Um, and um, especially out when we go out to West Virginia. Where do, where do you stand on this? Uh, uh, speaking of, there were uh, some non-gracious moments that happened in that Michigan-Wisconsin game, and I'm sure you and Ted maybe visited about that at lunch. What a what an ugly scene that was, and um, and there are a lot of reasons that led up to it. But this this uh, everybody's now saying, well. Uh, or a lot of people, even Dick Vitale came out and said it, let's get rid of the handshake line. I mean, it's just, uh, it's run its course. I think also people like Fran Fraschilla say, no, why would you, you know, do that? This is obviously an ugly scene. You know, after you've had a chance to look at that, what happened, Brendan, and th- and kind of mull it over, where do, where do you where do you think this thing's headed? And, and do you think that they should keep the handshake line or – has that thing run its course? Where where are you on all that? Well, I honestly, I'd have to agree with Fran. I mean, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, uh, other than I, I have seen and uh, watched what everybody else has in the incident um, yesterday. But uh, no, I, th- I think that's the uh, part of the beauty of sports is you do go out there and you compete hard and you get after it, and sometimes there's some talking and aggressive play, and you know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time after the game, when it's over, uh, regardless of the outcome, what side you're on, um, you know, you, you know, when the other side is giving it everything and there's a mutual respect. And I've always enjoyed seeing um, guys I played against, you know, periodically or run into them. And some I became close with and others. It's just, you know, interactions when we see one another from time to time. But uh, I think it's an important part of it. I guess, you know, a particular coach or coaches wanted to decide before game or something that that's not a good idea, then, you know, I guess that's fine. But, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, obviously it's unfortunate, but that is by far rare, not the norm. And, um, you know, th- there'll be a lot that comes out of that. It, it's unfortunate. You know, you watch it, you're embarrassed for everybody. It's sad. It's disappointing. Um, you know, it's, it's just too bad. But, you know, most, motions are high. But, but I will say this, as, as coaches, um, it, is, it is, you know, your responsibility to lead. And you always have to keep that in mind regardless uh, of the situation. But, no, I'm with Fran on that. I didn't hear Fran say that yet, but uh, completely with him. I, I, we don't need to knee-jerk and take that out, out of uh, the sportsmanship. Because I'm telling you, having, having been part of it, um, 
it's 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 an integral important part of the game afterwards and most of the time it's fine and if you don't think your team can handle it or don't want to do it and you want to bow out of that i guess that's that's okay but i don't i don't think the majority would feel that way i would be shocked isn't it interesting i i started thinking about the coaches over the years that i would think maybe something could possibly happen and there's and it, it's quick you can almost kind of think of about five or six and then for the most part, like you said, it, you think there are going to be – I think back to your – and I don't put him in that group, by the way, uh, the late, great Eddie Sutton. I mean, those SWC, those were some knockdown drag outs. That, that's when I first saw Eddie coaching when I was a kid at Arkansas. And then you, mm-hmm. you, you got to know him at Oklahoma State, and obviously all you guys revere him. But there was such a huge respect for each other in the coaching community – that you just almost couldn't imagine that. Now, when I could imagine it was when Nolan took over for him and, like, Tom Penders. You know, those those are the kind of personalities that, you know, some somebody might say something, and, and it could lead. But to your point, uh, Brendan, talking to Brendan Manzer uh, of the Big 12 analyst on ESPN, I, for the, it, it, you're right. It, it would be a shame to get rid of something based on, some coaches and players losing their minds in one instance, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the way to go. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, at least I don't think so. And my, you know, nobody really cares what I think, but I, I would, uh, I would hate to see it, it lead, lead to that. I think oftentimes um, there are a lot of situations that are, you know, don't happen very often, but we, we change the entire landscape. And uh, again, I mean, I think part of being an athlete, and I, I have two sons, and you know I, I, I value them participating in them, and not not to be necessarily become something in it. You know that if that if that happens, great. But you're put in all these situations. You're, you're competitive, respect for your opponent. Um, you know, and, and most importantly, it teaches you to deal with adversity. And you know, yesterday is an adverse situation. And I, I just think you're, you would be, you know, again, I think you're taking young people's opportunity to experience um, experience different things if you do that. I, I would be real disappointed if they did that. I, I, yeah. But I, I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if you had any teammates who ever got into it in the uh... – in the uh, uh, in the handshake line, and the only one I'm trying to think if you played with Doug, I and I say this because <laughs> Doug's a friend of mine, but I could see Gottlieb uh, maybe maybe chirping to somebody in a handshake line, but <laughs> we don't we don't have to gang up on on Doug. He can he uh, I feel like Doug is basically trying to pick a fight with somebody every day on social media. <laughs> Uh, he's hey hey Doug's just <laughs> Doug's just not afraid to uh, obviously express his opinion. I will, hey yeah. I'll tell you one thing and you if you if you know Doug like I do I will say this about him is he he doesn't just come off the cuff with his stuff he he puts thought into it and and, and then still is pretty bold but uh, yeah. yeah it uh, anyway yes yesterday uh, Matt yeah it was it was unfortunate yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it. Yeah, well, talking to Brendan Manzer, ESPN Big 12 analyst. He'll be on this game tonight in Fort Worth, uh, West Virginia, TCU. I, I wanted to ask you about uh, Baylor uh, going into Stillwater tonight. It's an interesting Oklahoma State team, certainly not without talent, and we, we think so much of Coach Boynton. Uh, but this is a tough this is a tough one for Baylor, though. Uh, two 
you know, two players sat out the other night. They lose Chum with Chachua. I think Scott's kind of having to try to decide what this team's going to be on the fly. Obviously, they've got the pieces. They've got some talent. What do you make of this Baylor team right now? And, again, it's hard to it's a hard one to answer because you don't know exactly what they're going to have each game. So let's let's act like they're going to have Flagler tonight. What do you uh, – what do you what do you kind of make of this Baylor team right now? Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, everybody knows. I mean, you and, and everybody that follows the Big Twelve or Baylor basketball knows uh, losing uh, Chamochacho is. Um, I mean, it's huge because he he provides something that every team would love to have. And then, you know, and I talked to Scott Drew about this a couple, a couple of weeks ago, actually before his injury, but just his his improvement on the offensive end. And so you you were getting stuff there. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate, particularly for him, that he had the injury. But, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are dealing with that. Um, you know, I, in one sense, it doesn't feel like, Matt, that there's a lot of time to figure it out, right? But, but at the same time, you're going to end up having about three weeks worth of basketball before you go into, um, you know, the Big 12 tournament, which I don't, you know, I, I don't know off the top of my head. You could probably tell me, but, they're, you know, they're getting about six games without him. The, the the challenge has been then you go home against TCU. You don't have those two really good guards. Cryer's still yeah. out. Um, so that, that, to your point, that just adds to trying to fix. I don't know if he can figure it out. I think it's more like he's buying his time until he gets everybody that's going to end up being back, back. Um, but the talent is still there. It does give them a different look, but it also uh, allows flow more opportunity. I think that, um, I, th- I can tell just I haven't seen him in person since the injury, but you, you can see just by watching on television that he's he's trying to raise the level of game. Obviously, Matt, Matt has got tremendous talent and size, and he provides something that is, is difficult to match up for other teams. So I, I think they'll, they'll be fine if, if they can get those guards back. And as far as tonight, as far as tonight um, you know, Oklahoma State is um, – they can beat anybody, as you well know, and they, they can also lay an egg. I mean, there, there's a pretty wide spectrum with them. I do think their length, even with um, a healthy Baylor team, ha- has bothered them in the past. I think that was part of it uh, in Waco. Uh, obviously, James was, was not 100%. That, that was a factor as well. But uh, they have tremendous length. Even, Matt, even their 6'2", 6'3", guards are long. And so um, I think that that uh, – has helped them against Baylor uh, match up fairly well, if you will. Um, but they, they were pretty good offensively Saturday against Kansas State, probably as good as they've been in a long time. I don't know when the last time they shot over 50%. But um, they're not as good defensively right now as they were earlier. So, um, you know, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting tonight. And obviously I would expect it just to – it'll be a tight one. But um, – um, you know, Oklahoma State, I mean, I would think, you know, two days before made some plays offensively where they have struggled a lot throughout the year, are probably feeling pretty good, at least uh, up until the beginning of the game. Yeah, I was just, you know, listening to you talk about that, it's wild to think. You know, we, we talk about how many teams the Big 12 is going to get, and there are some uh, there are some good teams that they're not going to get into the tournament, and part of it is just they just bludgeon each other so much. Uh, the mm-hmm. records of some of these teams. TCU has obviously been in a bad way lately. I mean, they desperately need this win tonight. 
Um, of those teams, Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State, um, what's the what, – what are you kind of – I guess it's just – you know, coming down the wire here, they got to just gut out a couple of wins. I mean, I it's just hard to believe that Iowa State, as good as they were going into conference, has the conference record they do. I mean, it, and it's hard to, as great as this conference is, it's hard to justify when they get in those rooms and start making those decisions, six, seven wins, uh, especially, right. I mean, you, you, you almost have to be at 500, I would think. Yeah, and I, I, th- I th- this league this year, eight and ten won't look bad at all, and it hasn't in the past. I mean, there's there's yeah. um, a handful of examples of teams getting in at, at eight and ten. I I think eight and ten, especially this year, will look just fine. But to your point, Matt, which I, I understand what you're saying, you know, even though the league is so tough, there's no breathers. I mean, from top to bottom, it is the best league because of that. You, you still have to produce X amount of wins, and you you can't can't be a 500 ball club or, or, uh, I'm just talking about overall record, but, uh, you know, you can't be six and 12 and you're not, you're just not going to get in. And what may happen, I hope it doesn't, but you know, what may happen is you may end up getting less than, you know, what we thought a month ago, right. Where, where Joey Brackett said, you know, had, you know, eight in for a short period of time and you still had, um, you know, K-State at that time, other than Oklahoma State was was just on the outside looking in, so so everybody that was available or eligible was within striking distance. So um, no, you're exactly right. I mean, it just uh, it, it it may be too good because you don't have that one or two at the end where you go, you know, if we play well or decently, we'll probably be okay. I do think TCU has an opportunity. They've struggled mm-hmm. at home. They're just two and four in league play at home. Wow. But if they if Matt if they just win their three home games. Um, which is, is West Virginia. Uh, who, who's the other tech? And I, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank. Um, you know, those, you know, tech's certainly going to be a good win, but they would just protect the home floor. They'll be in. I mean, I don't want to say it's as simple as that, but, but you know what, I'm, you know what I'm trying to get yeah. to, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. It's, it's, uh, it, it may be unfortunate. There's going to be some really good teams that honestly compared to others around the country are better, just better. And uh, may not get in. All right. Well, uh, best of luck trying to get a word edgewise in with Ted tonight. Yeah. And uh, it, it, tell Ted he does not have to. Uh, I, I've been. He doesn't do it actually. I was joking about these these uh, play-by-play announcers today who feel the need to constantly tell us it's a one or two possession ball game. The other day, I'm watching uh, a Kansas, uh, uh, the, the Kansas, who was they playing? West Virginia. And 14 and a half minutes left. Play-by-play goes, uh, guys, says Brendan. It's a two-possession ball game. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, there's like 15 minutes left in this game. Are we, do, do, does the audience not know that it's a two-possession game? Do we, are we assuming the audience is really bad at math? It needs to be. But anyway, those are my little. Uh, well, well yeah. I can't really say anything because uh, <laughs> my go my go to is uh, they really need to get some stops right here. You know, it's like really <laughs> do it. Do they really, really? <laughs> so, so some, hey, you can only you can only make it sound really important so often during a broadcast. So uh, I know. I but, but you know, he does a great job. I, I've loved. Uh, this this has been more like what they were doing in my early years in the Big Twelve, where you have you know, two or three guys that you're with most of the year, and, and you really get a good rhythm. And, uh, I, and I've worked with Ted many times before, but we, we've had a great time and uh, uh, give each other a hard time uh, 
as well, which makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. No, y'all are fun and enjoying it. Hey, did you get an update on the Lampkin, uh, Eddie Lampkin from uh, TCU? Yeah, uh, we yeah. Want to see what's going on with him. Yeah, just they. We just told game time decision, and so they're they're. Uh, you know, I think I I think, and I don't know the results, but I know they're getting an MRI, and obviously to make sure everything was okay, obviously to okay. to clear that. But they'll it'll it'll be uh, game time. Hopefully, whether he plays tonight or. Yeah. Moving forward, they have they have him because he's uh, I mean, he's been great for him. He's he's been really good the last four or five games, and uh, he's fun to watch. I mean, he's, he's a big guy that's got great energy. I mean, it, it, he's uh, he's good now. He's got a chance to be really good. All right. Well, we hope to get you and uh, Ted to the uh, Ferrell Center soon. And uh, great to great to visit with you. And this is going to be shaping up to be an unbelievable Big Twelve tournament. You've been to a ton of them over the years. And oh yeah, have, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and that's uh, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. But Brandon, I appreciate you taking the time. Y'all have a great call tonight. We'll be watching six o'clock tip off on ESPN Plus this evening. Thanks, Brandon. Matt, appreciate it. Hey, you keep J-Mo in line, too, by the way. I meant to tell you that earlier. That's impossible. Uh, yeah, you know, some he's uh, it's uh, he's very controversial. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. That's exactly what I think of. I think it's uh-huh. J-Mo, controversial. We'll, uh, uh. We'll, keep, we'll keep our eye on him, all right? All right, man. Hey, have a good one, Matt. Appreciate you, man. Hey, See you, bud. You bet. You bet. There he goes. Brendan Manzer, who uh, does a really nice job as a uh, color analyst, for ESPN in their Big 12 package, and uh, he and Ted Emmerich have been working a lot together, and Ted is one of the top up-and-coming guys in, uh, in all of play-by-play work. 